Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It'll be the Lightning against the New York Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if the Lightning remember how to play hockey, but by the time they will play, they will have had, what, 10 days off, Steve? Is that right? They're going to play Wednesday night. Let's see. Wednesday night, they played last on Monday night. So it's Goodness nine days. gracious. Nine days away, which, you know, the whole rust versus west rest argument, I, I, will, I will lean towards the side of rest, especially when you've had a team like the Rangers go to a seven-game series as they did against Carolina. Um, but I, I mean, I got to believe that fresh legs at this time of the year, I don't know how they're going to play Wednesday cause it's been a long break, but, um, when you've got, you know, guys like Braden point that are out and I don't know that he'll be back for this series or even for this game. Um, but I still think that, you know, who knows what you're dealing with, right? Everybody's nicked up. It's a war of attrition. This has to help the lightning. I'll take the rest over the rust. Anything. Look, most teams that go on to win a Stanley cup somewhere along the line have a short series four games five games yeah absolutely you need you need some of the rest you need the less wear and tear in your body i mean we know that playoff hockey is more physical it's more grinding and mentally it's more challenging as well because you know what's on the line having that rest now do you want nine days not necessarily but when you have players like Braden point who's out and you want a shot to get him back i don't think he plays wednesday May not play Friday or Sunday. Could he be mm-hmm. back by the end of the series if it goes six, seven games? I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll find out more today. The the, the Lightning will have their media day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll hear from lots of players, including head coach John Cooper and general manager Julian Breezeball will speak as well. Oh, nice. They usually don't give many updates, but maybe we'll find out if it's you know possible this series if Braden Point comes back. Or they may rule him out. Who knows? Most likely mm-hmm. they won't say anything, but... You never know what's going to happen. We know that there was players who missed some practices when they finally resumed after the rest. Brendan Hagel and Mikhail Sergachev. Um, so we know there's players dinged up. The more rest means the better chance they have of playing and playing at a higher level or a, a, a healthier level. The other part of this is you're starting on the road. You, you, taught, you had the same amount of points as the Rangers during the regular season. They had more regulation wins than you did. So you have to start on the road. Your goal on the road is to win one of two games. Mm-hmm. So even if the rest means you come out Wednesday and you're a little flat, maybe the passes aren't crisp. What happens with the Lightning, and, and they're such a high-skill team, that a lot of times when they get a lot of rest, they come back, and, and it's the passes that just aren't tape to tape. Mm-hmm. They're just a little bit off. And when they're a little bit off, it makes them slow because they can't just go. And, and so – Maybe Wednesday they come out and lay a stinker. But it's not the end of the world if you come back and win game two. You just right. need one of these two. So I'll take the rest over having to play a seven-game series coming into this, and then less than 48 hours later you're starting at, at you know a, a new series at home and the pressure's on you to win the first two. I'd rather be the road team in that situation. And, and I'm not saying the Lightning will come out and lay a stinker in game one. I'm just saying if it does happen, it's yeah. not the end of the world. 
Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. And, and you know, game sevens. I mean, they obviously won a game seven in Toronto, right? And mm-hmm. for that matter, New York won a game seven in Carolina. And in, in that series, all the home teams had won. They until won a game, game seven, seven in Pittsburgh too. So I mean, they've gone That's two. Correct. They've gone two seven game series going into this. They've played fourteen playoff games. Yeah, where the Lightning yeah. have played eleven. Hmm. Big difference, and um, I just think there's so much pressure to start a series at home, and so many expectations. Um, that you're kind of playing with house money, like you said. You don't if you don't play well in the first one, you still got another chance. You win one out of two, boom, there goes the home ice advantage right there. Uh, so yeah, the Lightning know how to do this, and they've done it um, in the past. But you know, I think I think it's going to help Vasilevsky a little bit. I mean, I think that's such a grind. He's the only guy that's going to play every minute of every single game. Um, and I know goaltenders like to play a lot and, and that sort of thing, but. Uh, he certainly navigated the postseason before, but to get him fresh is big. I love this matchup. I don't know if I if I had this on our podcast documented or not, but I know I told somebody, and I think I said it here. I thought the Rangers were going to make it to this far. I, I thought that they were a really good team. Um, a lot of people did. Obviously, you said they had the same number of points as the Lightning, but um, Igor Shosturkin, their their goaltender, uh, had the best year during the regular season. He's most likely or probably a shoe in for the Vesna Trophy. Uh, he's not the best goaltender in the world. That would be Andre Vasilevsky, and we're going to find out the difference um, in the postseason. That's that's where uh, Andre has shined the most. But you know, after a kind of a shaky first couple of games in the first playoff series that they had, he's really settled down. And so the Lightning, I, I tell you, they, this this Rangers Lightning uh, matchup is intriguing to me because those teams are built in in, in similar fashion. In other words, um, they they can look a lot alike up and down the ice. And of course, they got Bartley Goudreau. Or Barkley Goudreau, who uh, who came over from the Lightning, which is a you know big assist for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think it's going to be a real entertaining series, and you know goaltending being such a big part of this. Uh, you made mention before the podcast to me, you know, really the Rangers haven't had to go up against the number one goaltender uh, in these playoffs. So they've gone to two game sevens in this playoffs, and the end the goalie on the ice at the end of the game seven for both teams were their third string goalie that they faced. Louis Domingue for Pittsburgh, and now Antiranta got hurt in the what, second period of, of tonight's Game 7. So Yeah, it looked like a hamstring or something. Yep. So, I mean, the Rangers are a good team, but they've been facing backup and third-string goalies almost the whole playoffs. Sure. You know, Frederick Anderson hasn't been there for Carolina, and I think that really hurt them. Yeah, Because uh, we know sure Carolina is a really good team. Their power plays also hasn't been very effective. Right. And against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh had the lead. Uh, they were down to the third string goalie, and then Sidney Crosby got hurt. The Rangers reeled off three in a row. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Rangers are a good team. They're young. They don't have a ton of a playoff experience, but they haven't also they, they they've they've had some luck as far as injuries on the other team. Mm-hmm. Not taking anything away from them. You play who you play. You play yeah, who's on the schedule. Absolutely, and you go. But they're going to step up in goalie class now. This isn't anti Ranta. This isn't Louis Domingue. This is Andre Vasilevsky. They're going up against now. And despite that, you made the point that they, they've gone to two game sevens this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a step up in class for them. The Rangers have a lot of high-end players. Mika Zabinajad, uh, Chris Kreider, uh, they've, ha- they've had a phenomenal season. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a fun series. I don't necessarily trust their back end. I think the Lightning can score goals, although Shesterkin's really good. Yeah. I, I think look i don't think the lightning cared who they faced the rangers or the, or the hurricanes no, i don't they never care they don't care <laughs> no. um 
the Lightning should go in the favorite of the series. I haven't seen odds or anything yet, but I, I believe the Lightning will be the favorites based on what they did to Florida this last round. Right. And if the Lightning if the Lightning play the type of hockey they're capable of, they should win the series. Yeah, and and listen, uh, and we don't know who they may or may not get back, but we do know that the, the guys that you mentioned that missed some practice had to be nicked up a little bit, and for that matter, um, everybody's beat up this time of year. Everybody has something they're dealing with, some, even if it's just bruises from blocking shots. You're going to have fresh legs. That's such a big part of this time of year. You know, It is a war of attrition. We've talked about how, uh, and I haven't seen you know a ton of major injuries um, you know, to, to the Rangers, but um, the fact is they've, they've had to play a lot of hockey. And eventually, you know, that, that's going to take something out of you. And, and also the Lightning just, you know, you talk about experience, right? I mean, the Rangers haven't been this far. I was trying to think, was the last time the Rangers in the Eastern Conference Final when they played the Tampa Bay Lightning, when the Lightning won Game 7 and went to uh, or played against Chicago in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals? Yeah, I mean, because the Rangers would have gone into a rebuild shortly after that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, that's it got traded to, like, Ryan McDonough and JT Miller came here for Brett Howden and That's right. Ebor Hayek and some picks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Rangers kind of went through a rebuild. And so they're they're coming out of that rebuild now. They've got a really good goalie. they got some great young players like Adam Fox. They've got veterans. Mm-hmm. They've got – I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this – It's you know, been a minute. Last time, last time they faced in the playoffs, it was a seven-game series at the – Lightning yeah. ended up getting a shutout at Madison Square Garden for Game ben 7. Ben Bishop. Mm-hmm. Ben Bishop shut him out. Game-winning yep. game was... goal. Do you remember who scored the game-winning goal in that series? Oh, man. Uh, I don't. Braden Coburn. Braden Coburn. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. What, who had him on the bingo card? That was, <laughs> that was way down there. I just remember when they went to New York, I thought this series is over. There's no way they're going to win up there uh, because I don't think they had won many games up there during the series. But Bishop was phenomenal and did kind of what Vassy did, which is close him out, man, with a shutout. Uh, and maybe that's where Vassy uh, got sort of that mojo. But, yeah, that's the last time. That, that's been quite a while. Wait, I want to say, what would that be, like 2016 or something? 15. 15 on 15, the way to the final. Wow. Wow. So wouldn't you know if you're the New York Rangers fans, like, yeah, here, oh, great, here come the lightning. <laughs> we'll get another shot at them. Um they're just the team. They're just the team that can't be denied. It's it's. I mean, I don't like we say this all the time. We said it, you know, when the Bucks won the Super Bowl. We, you know, but we certainly said it with the Lightning going back to back Stanley Cups. This just doesn't happen in the salary cap era. You know, to to go to was it seven out of out of uh, nine? Would you say seven out of nine mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, uh, six is, out of this is six out of eight and seven six out, out of eight. twelve. Seven out of twelve. Okay, six out of eight. All right, let's just stick with that. Six out of eight. What team and what sport has gone to six out of eight championship games? They're very, very hard to do, man. This is major league sports. Hockey, like, it hasn't happened since the Avalanche in the late nineties, early two thousands. Well, I mean, jeez. Um, NBA, I believe it's happened more often. Yeah, I mean, Golden, like Golden State. State. Golden State's had a run. Um, the Bulls obviously did because they won six championships in eight years in the nineties. Uh, oh, sure, if you want to go back that far, Miami had a little bit of a run there for a while. Uh, LeBron had a personal run where I think he went to like nine straight championships or something like that, or something crazy like that. But yeah, it's just it's it's pretty rare. I mean, what we're watching is pretty rare. So um, it, it's just it feels like the season ended and now they're starting over again. I mean, I I can't remember this many days off during the postseason for certainly for the Lightning, but for, for many teams, right? Like this is just an incredible 
long, long break for them. Um, but again, I think I think it's going to help them. So we'll see. We'll see how the how the Rangers rebound from a, another seven game series against Carolina. They don't have much time, and it'll be Wednesday. And the other uh, Western Conference, of course, it's going to be um, Colorado against uh, Edmonton. Uh, Edmonton, the yeah, the Oilers. Uh, and and Colorado, I would think, would be the favorite in that series. Although I'm not sure, I haven't seen the Las Vegas uh, odds. But Colorado should be the favorite. That's going to be a fun series, though. Yeah, that that the Colorado is a deep team that can that's actually played better than what maybe the scores in series have looked like. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you know, St. Louis took them to six games, but Colorado dominated that series. Really, the scores didn't yeah. necessarily show it, but. When you look at how they controlled play in that, and then Edmonton, Connor McDavid oh. has finally figured out how to take it to that uh, next level. That Stamkos <laughs> and, and the headmen and those players have talked about that learning how to, you know, and how Andrew Burnett talked about the will of the Lightning. Yeah, uh, Connor McDavid's got that will right now. I mean, he's did, practically carrying that team on his back. Did you see that two hundred foot goal? <laughs> he basically. Took it from behind. I think it was behind the net or in front of his net or whatever it was, and just like basically weaved his way through the entire team to score. That was incredible. He is uh, he has finally figured some stuff out, and, and you know, look, he's a young player still. And, and yeah, you know, I, I always think it's funny when you get a player like McDavid or Austin Matthews even in Toronto still, mm-hmm. and, and they're they're learning and figuring this out. I mean, you know, we tend to forget Michael Jordan. How many times did he not make the NBA Finals? Oh, before yeah. he finally did in 1991. I mean, it's right. not like he came in the in, in the NBA and two years in Tore he was in the, in the finals every year. Yeah, you know he lost to the Pistons. He lost to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was it, he had to learn and and build a team around him, and and you know and that that's how it all works. I mean, the Lightning. Look, they started going to the final back in 2015. They didn't make it back till 2020. That's they went right. to the Eastern Conference Final a few more times in between. You know, it's it, there's a process to winning most of the time. I suppose there are mm-hmm. exceptions, but there's a process yeah. to it of, you know, ups and downs and highs and lows and, and learning exactly what you have to do because the playoffs are a different beast than the regular season. I think Florida's going through that. I mean, yeah, you know, Florida, Florida reminds me of the team, you know, what was it, years ago that the Lightning won the President's mm-hmm. uh, Trophy and, and, you know, lost in four to Columbus and that – it's kind of like Florida's sort of in that in that vein right now. They got to figure out what they need to do in the postseason that they don't do during the regular season. You could say Toronto and Carolina are the same way. Absolutely, I and mean, Carolina wins. You know, they win a playoff series or two every year, but they haven't figured Absolutely. out how to to get all the way. And, and this year, I think they're you know hurt by goalie getting hurt Goal and such, and then yeah. that happens. But you know, the building a winner is a process, and it's it's not something that you just okay add these players together and boom, it happens. Right. You know, I mean, even Tom Brady coming to Tampa Bay. Brady took them over the hump, but they had a lot of good pieces when he got here. Well, they did, and 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 it, and listen, they they had a lot of negatives to him that year with the uh, with COVID and everything else. But it, they were seven and five. I think people forget just how what, what struggles they had, you know, uh, at seven and five, and how they had to come together during the bye week and really you know, figure some things out offensively. And then the defense started playing better. And it, it took them a while to really get going. I mean, they were in danger of not making the playoffs at that point. Mm-hmm. And then they rip, ripped off eight wins in a row, including four in the postseason. 
and the Super Bowl being at, at home. But yeah, that that was an adjustment, and 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 that's one player. He's albeit a very important one. Mm-hmm. But you're right; they had a lot of good players that had been been playing together for a long time, uh, and it it still took them a while to get going. Yeah, so, so I mean, the, the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs are a process, and teams have to build to it. And you know, it's something the Lightning understand. And this playoffs, once again, they've shown you that they can turn it on. Now, after it's been off for nine days, can they turn it on again? We'll see. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I think it'll be a great series. And uh, I, like I said, I I thought the Rangers would go deep. I didn't know. I mean, when you have a gold, good goaltending, you start there. Uh, he's been terrific throughout the year. Pretty good now in this second series, at least uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Over the weekend, um, this this series actually started uh, since we've last, I think we're on the podcast, of course, we took Mm -hmm. Memorial Day off with our families and Hope everybody observed uh, all those that that sacrificed for us on that day, and you had a good weekend. But speaking of that, uh, by the way, over the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, I was at a baseball tournament for my sons. Uh, they're in some uh, summer all-star baseball tournaments, so I was yeah. down in Sarasota at the Cal Ripken Classic down there, and I was mm-hmm. talking to a coach at Lutz, and we were just in having a conversation works, right yeah, up here. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about the the tournament. They had they had played the team that we were getting ready to play beforehand for my six-year-old. Oh, you're getting a little scouting report. Yeah, I was just, you know, seeing how they were doing and how they ran their league and such. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking, and halfway through the conversation, he goes, do you do a podcast with Rick Stroud? Damn right. <laughs> I said, yeah. He goes, I saw your son's name on his jersey, and I'm like, wow, okay. And then I'm talking <laughs> to you, and I recognized your voice. So That's Omar, it. who's a coach of the Lutz team, a six-year-old all-star team in Lutz there. Uh, oh, listens cool. every day, so hello, Omar. Hope you uh, shout out to Omar. Yeah. Not sure how they finished up the tournament or not. So, yeah, uh, but that was the for I was going into our first game. So, real nice gentleman. So, you know, it's a it's a uh, my son was uh, uh, when he grew up, he was in the East Lake, uh, you know, over in Palm Harbor. But I've mm-hmm. lived in Lutz, and since I've lived yep. here, I go by there a lot. Um, and that's a really successful little league over there mm-hmm. uh, in all kinds of sports, football as well. But but their baseball uh, does very very well. So I'm sure Omar. Has got him going. Um, and good. Shout out to Omar. We love that. There's, listen, and, and not for nothing, we won't pat ourselves on the back here, but we've gotten a lot of feedback. Of course, anytime we have mailbags, everybody contributes. Um, this this podcast now, we've been doing this for, I think, what, Steve, going on six years, seven years? I don't even know what it is. Was, it was a was Super Bowl weekend. I was in Minnesota. I want to say it was the Super Bowl in, in Minnesota. Well, that, that's when we launched it as. Sports Day Tampa Bay. Before right, that, but before it was the that Rick and was Tom podcast. That's correct. So that would have started. I want to say that's probably been like eight. I want to say seven no. Years I want to say it's been five years. It was seventeen. I think it was. I think me and you have been doing it five, haven't we? No, I was trying to Maybe think. Not. I think we started that. I think. I think it became Sports Day Tampa Bay in like the Super Bowl of eighteen. So the seventeenth season. Okay. So All right. Yeah. Wherever years. the Minnesota game. Okay. Four. Four. Five. Boy, it I seems think, like twenty. I, although you know, like I said, 
Here, I can, when you I do can. it every night. Here, if you it want, goes, I can look it up. But. No, that's okay. We'll look it up some other time, and we'll, we'll find out when our anniversary is. I know it's around the Super Bowl every year, as far as when me and you have done it. Looks like prior the, to that. the first show of Rick and Tom was September 17th of 17. Oh, wow. 17. Okay. So here we are in uh, 2022, correct? Yeah, so, Sports Day Tampa Bay would have been the Super Bowl uh, after Super Bowl in 18. Yeah, we did about a year together. Yeah, and then and then we made. Yeah, it was like six months Bay. together, and then. Okay. And then someone well, ju- someone jumped ship. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it's we get feedback all the time. I appreciate Omar listening and everybody else that does as well. Um, but before we went away for the weekend, um, the Yankees were in town. And of course, that series was uh, well attended. I think there was a couple sellouts. Uh, at least over the weekend, if not if not prior to that, very interesting series. Look, they lost the first two games the Rays did, and they were low scoring affairs. In fact, very few hits. The Yankees pitching was stellar, and they were very impressive on the mound. and And uh, I guess I should have been prepared for that. Um, you know, they were they were relatively close games. Rays really didn't hit the ball very much throughout the entire series. But you got to give them credit for getting off the mat and 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 finding a way, and I mean finding a way to win the last two and getting a getting a series split. Of course, they're going to play nineteen times before this is all over. And after game one, it was funny because um, the Yankees won, and I think Taylor Walls had a quote afterwards like, "Look, we're not going anywhere. We'll be here all year." You know, like this. You know, so what? They're they're beatable. He called them beatable. That made that made the rounds around the clubhouse over there with the Yankees, and then. They backed it up. I mean, they lost the last, the next game, but then they came back and won two in a row. And uh, not not to be outdone, Taylor Walls in that final game. Oh my God, have a day! Um, this kid hits a home run, uh, plays third, starts a clutch double play from third base, and then makes the play of the year in the infield uh, on on a backhander that uh, he wheeled around and, and threw the guy out at first, and it was. It was stellar. So he had a huge game, and, and they managed to win. The Rays pitching has carried them again. No surprise. That's their recipe, pitching and defense. But, Steve, I got to tell you, man, I, they, they were getting ready to play the Rangers, and as we're doing this podcast, they battled back. They're now trailing 9-5. to five. Matt Moore, remember him? He came in for the Rangers. Matt Moore. I didn't realize he was still pitching. I had no idea he was in baseball. I didn't. And after watching that appearance, maybe he won't be much longer. Uh, I don't think he recorded an out, and he gave up about three runs. But be that as it may, um, I'm watching them. They're, they're putting out the lineup. And, of course, you know, you got guys like Vidal Brujan in there. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of the Rays' bats are uh, are on the shelf right now, Brandon Lau and others. But this team, I mean, you, the last four or five guys are like 170, 185, two, I think 212, 211 was like the highest batting average the last four or five hitters in the lineup, they are going to struggle and have struggled scoring some runs of late. And I don't see it getting much better. I mean, at one point, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was less than that, maybe still Kevin Kiermaier was leading this team in home runs, even though from a home run standpoint, they are about 15th, I think, in the major leagues in home runs per game as far as that average goes. But they, um, yeah, I, and this has been the thing about them, you know, sort of, you know, after this game, I think they could fall to third place or into a tie, I think, with Toronto for second or something like that. They're in second now behind the Yankees. They were four and a half to start this game. But, you know, 
the pitching has always sort of carried them, but then when you get in the postseason, you need some big bats to come alive. And, you know, last year, Randy Rosarena did that. Wander Franco did that as a rookie. No one else really followed up with it. And and I think one through nine, even though they move the ball and they they steal a lot of bases, I think they're third in, in, the, uh, in the majors in stolen bases and that sort of thing, um, runs are just so hard for them to come by. I don't. I don't think the way they're constructed right now, and I don't know if there's another bat out there that they can add. Obviously, you need Lau, you need Brandon Lau to come back. Um, you need some guys to step up. Or Rosarena had his best month. I mean, May uh, he hit like 350, and you know he he started to get toasty a little bit, and he's been really good on the road for whatever reason, not so good at home. But if they don't start swinging the bats better, and I mean one through nine, not one through five or four. I mean, when Kevin Kiermeyer is carrying you, and he did for a month, that's not a great sign. They've, they've got to find either some more bats or hope that they get healthy and get toasty in a hurry because you know, this pitching staff is, is having to go out there and win with very few runs. Well, they, they, they need Brendan Lyle back. They need Josh Lowe yes. to come yes. back and be what they, what they think he can be, be his rookie year. And granted, I think they think a higher ceiling, obviously, down the road. Sure, but he needs to to come back and be productive. Sure, um, and then you know, but you also need some pitching to come back to help that too. I mean, Shane Boz is is doing rehab right now; looks pretty good yeah. so far. Yep, um, that would be a big bolster to that pitching staff. Yeah, um, which then can take some of the pressure off that offense as well. So, although the pitching has been great, it'd be great no, to get Boz back now. Drew Rasmussen had his worst outing. I mean, he he mm-hmm. walked the first two batters he faced, which he hasn't done. He gives he gets out of it, gives up a couple of runs, and then and then the Rangers just keep chipping away at him, and and, and he didn't last very long. Um, got knocked around quite a bit, but that's he's been stellar. I mean, he's been terrific. Shane McClanahan, by the way, holy moly, is that guy good? He did not have his best stuff, but let he the, he he got off the hook with the Yankees the other day um, in spectacular fashion, getting the ground balls for double plays. There were some nice plays made. I mentioned Taylor Walls starting a double play. Um, so, so he had defense behind him, but what I liked about it was he didn't have his best stuff. He had to battle. He had to grind through that. And that Yankee lineup is not one you want to grind through. He managed to do it. Show me a better left-hander in baseball right now. Really not many better pitchers in baseball right now, but certainly not a better left-hander. They could throw a hundred miles an hour, has four plus plus pitches. And now he attacks everybody. Doesn't walk many batters at all. I, after that game, at least, I know it may have changed since then, he was leading the, the, the American League, if not the majors, in strikeouts. He had like 88 strikeouts um, already this season. So, man, he has been – it's been fun to watch him develop that quickly. It, 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 we've talked about – I mean, you know, you know the four pitches. That's obvious, and you see. Mm-hmm. It's the mental part of the game that has impressed me this yeah. season by him. It's, it's Yeah. You know, you were always worried with glass now hurt that – He's now considered the ace of the staff, whether the Rays consider him that or whatever, you know. But that's and just how, kinda, how would he handle that, right? How like, would how you would handle he... the mental part of it? That right, you know. Okay, I've got to be the ace. I I can't, you know, make a mistake here. I, I you know, it's just it's handling that part of it for a young pitcher in any right. sport. I mean, forget the pitcher part. I mean, that's the you know. There's a lot of guys that have the physical tools to play professional sports. No doubt. No it's doubt. the mental part of the game that separates the really good ones from the good or less than than good ones. Right. Is that you know how they handle? It's not only thinking the game and executing, but handle the pressure of it too. And yeah. 
you know, there, there is an added, added pressure when you're the opening day starter and you're expected to be, you know, called the ace or by many will be called that. And, mm-hmm. and that adds just it just adds more to it. And he's handled it beautifully this year. And he's we've seen him making adjustments in games, particularly on games when he doesn't have stuff. Or, you know, we've talked about that Red Sox game a few weeks back. They, they ambushed, ambushed him, him and started yeah. attacking him. And so he said, OK, I can change. Yeah. I can throw differently. I can change my game yeah. plan. Right. Because you've made an adjustment, so I'll make an adjustment. And that's that's a big time move by a young pitcher. And and you know, he was a guy he wears his emotions on his sleeve and he was a guy who was his own worst enemy. You could see mm-hmm. him beat himself up over just the smallest things, right? If he walked the batter, if if he let a guy, you know, off the hook. Um now he 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 just keeps firing. Now he's more in control out there. Still competitive as hell. He's a bulldog. He he is going to fight you, man, and it doesn't matter the situation. Like now, the the you know the, the worst situation it is, the more he bears down. But you're right; teams have decided, look, we can't get two strikes on us, or we're going to be out. He's going to strike us out. So teams are up there and they're swinging early in the counts, and he is he is you know pitched backwards when he needs to with the changeup, with the curveball, the slider, and oh yeah, um, if he needs it, he's got a hundred mile an hour fastball that he can locate, but he throws them all for strikes, and they're all really good pitchers. That changeup that he's added has been a difference maker for him, and he is, but he has just been terrific. He's going six or seven innings every single time. He's giving depth to them. He's going up against the best pitchers of the other team, uh, and that Yankee lineup is, is no picnic. They lead uh, baseball in home runs, I believe, and, and you know they did, he did such a good job. So to have him finish out that series, that was big. It would be nice if they could follow it up in Texas with something – uh, we'll see if they're able to come back uh, uh, in this one uh, against the Rangers as we wrap up the podcast. But, but um, you know, the Rays, I mean, the Rays are who we thought they were. They they just simply need to get more offense uh, somehow from some people. And, and there's a lot of guys not having good years, and you can't have that. Uh, you need Rosarina to stay hot and not just for one month. You need Wander Franco to get going again, and I know those hamstrings are an issue. Um, you know, and then you need Brendan Lyle, like you said, to come back and maybe even – maybe even low if they can get them up here and get them going. So we'll see how they do. Uh, Bucks have OTAs today. They go back out there. And uh, this is getting close now to the mandatory minicamp, which is next week, June 7 through 9. That's when we're pretty sure we'll see Tom Brady. And who knows, maybe Rob Gronkowski, although. Well, we'll see Tom Brady this week. It just won't be here in Tampa. Well, that's right. He's got the match going on uh, up there or out there in Las Vegas against – well, it's him and, and Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and all the trash talking commenced last week. Uh, we did a conference call with those guys, and uh, I think the veterans did a pretty good job of it. Uh, you know, they were talking about the difference between when they played and when these guys are playing now. But I don't know. I, this this could be this could be a tragedy in terms of like the actual TV show from the golf standpoint because. You know, they have changed this. When, and Roger said, he goes, when I agreed to do it, I didn't realize they had taken the pros out of the game. Uh, up till now, it's always been, you know, uh, one of the celebrities or quarterbacks uh, and then and then a professional golfer, you know, Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson or uh, Bryson DeChambeau, that kind of thing. Well, this year, there are no pros. <laughs> it is all, you are on your own, man. Even though it's best ball and all that stuff, match play, um, they could be whacking it for a while. I mean, I don't know. With my buddies, man, I go out there and, you know, you may not have one inbounds for about three or four holes, you know. So I don't know what these guys are going to do. But thankfully, they're only playing 12 holes 
um, you know, with with uh, best ball kind of thing format or whatever, and and you know, match play it could be over in nine, but it starts at six p.m. on TNT on Wednesday, so that's always a good time. And then he's got to come back here and um, and we think or expect at least that he'll be at the mandatory minicamp. I don't, I don't know. I, I go back and forth. Like, is there something? that Gronk is waiting for besides letting these OTAs get past him and, and, and also the mandatory minicamp or uh, after June 1st that, that will have some some impact maybe on, on uh, salary cap numbers and, and you know that sort of thing. I, I'm not sure. I don't think it will. But um, I wonder if Gronk, just for Gronk's sake uh, and camaraderie and, and you know do it for the team, might decide if Tommy wants him to come out there for the mandatory camp as well, which means he's have to sign here in the next week or two. Um, but in my mind, there's no doubt that he's playing. I don't think he's out there catching passes, you know, with, with Brady uh, and then shagging fly balls afterwards unless unless he plans on playing. And if he's going to play, I'm fairly certain he's going to play in Tampa Bay, although there's a lot of people speculating maybe Cincinnati or different places. I, I just don't see it. Um, so... We're There's no close. way with Tom Brady back playing, he's going to play somewhere no. else. If no. Brady had retired, maybe. Right, right. And that's what talk, heard. If Brady had stayed retired, if he had right, he did exactly. <laughs> he did retire. He did retire, and I and I was told that Gronk was only a week or two away from announcing his retirement. Uh, and I think when Brady came back, that kind of went, hmm, you know, like in his mind, I, I think Gronk was like, okay, I'm done because Tom's done and I'm done. And then all of a sudden, it's like, well, maybe I'm not done. And then, of course, we know that Brady has tremendous influence over Gronk, and I'm sure he's been working on him from from the get-go since he came back. But um, I do think that Gronk was was at best undecided, if not leaning leaning towards calling it a career, because really there wasn't much for him left to do, and there's still not, unless you know he wants to help himself and Brady win a Super Bowl, maybe maybe right off into the sunset. Obviously, Brady's got a job at Fox whenever he's done, so. Um, he's not worried about the future, but I, I do think that, you know, I, Gronk's in my mind has decided to play. That's why he's out there. That's why he's, you know, throwing with Brady and doing all those things. And it's just a question of whether we'll see him, you know, around or, or, or after the mandatory minicamp, uh, June 7 through nine. So lots going on. It's going to be a big week. Uh, OTA is of course the match on Wednesday. Um, the Rays continue their series against, the Texas Rangers and the other Rangers, the New York Rangers, eh, from run Rangers to another, uh, go against the Tampa Bay team. Tampa Bay Lightning take them on Wednesday in the Eastern Conference Finals. So busy, busy week of sports ahead for us on Sports Day Tampa Bay. As always, we'll have uh, a mailbag segment this week, but you don't have to wait for it. Just go ahead and submit those questions to us on Twitter if you'd like to. Do that uh, by sending them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.